The Ringer Fantasy Football Show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Ringer Podcast Network. Are you looking for a better way to bet on your favorite sports online? Well, with FanDuel Sportsbook, there are more ways to bet. If you can dream it, you can probably bet it through FanDuel Sportsbook. Seriously, bet on the Monday Night Football graphic showing a Judge jo- Joe Judge animation in a courtroom for the Giants. It's, it's going to happen, I'm telling you. FanDuel offers spreads, parlays, money lines, over-unders, props, and in-game bets all in an easy-to-use app. And there are more ways to fund your account. Because unlike other sportsbooks, FanDuel accepts most major payment options. So check out FanDuel's sportsbook app today to experience sports betting the way it always should have been. FanDuel, more ways to win. 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Indiana, or Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or in Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. And today's episode is brought to you by Heineken. Heineken Original Lager is made with pure malt and their famous A yeast, which makes Heineken an all-season, all-the-time kind of beer. I love drinking Heineken while watching basketball. I found that there is nothing quite like drinking Heineken and watching LeBron James yelling at J.R. Smith. It soothes me. It calms me. (laughs) So pick up a pack or have it delivered today and drink responsibly. And it is footlong season at Subway, and that means making good calls all season long, starting with your game day order, because take it from us when we say that eating too much fried food is a bad call, like the 17 quesadillas that DK had for breakfast today or the cheeseburger (laughs) I housed yesterday at 11 a.m., 11.12 to be specific. There are repercussions for those decisions. But this week, why not make a good call instead, like a sweet onion chicken teriyaki from Subway, which, I mean, you can't beat the sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Do you guys do sweet onion chicken teriyaki, turkey breast, black forest ham, or veggie delight? I like a classic turkey on wheat. DK, rank mm. those. Oh, man. Rank them. DK, mock draft these Subway mock sandwiches. Draft, sweet onion teriyaki, turkey breast, black forest ham, veggie delight. Turkey breast, ham, and then the other two. You pause, so there's a tier. Okay, tier is turkey breast and black <laughs> forest ham. Tier. <laughs> tier drop. Another good call is ordering and paying contact-free in the Subway app for quick pickup or delivery. It's easy. Just tap, tap, boom. Love a tap, tap, boom. Delicious foot long. This is the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. I am Danny Heifetz here with Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. It's football season. Crazy. I can't believe it worked so far. You know, knock on wood. Everything's going okay. <laughs> knock, oh, Hard oh, knock on wood. Hard of, knock are you guys on, yeah. superstitious with that? Like, I'm a little stitious. Oh, good Are one. you guys? Well, it's a Michael Scott. <laughs> I am superstitious. Uh, so. A little bit. I mean, yeah. when I was when I was growing up, like when the Giants were on defense, my mom would stand by the second panel in the refrigerator for a sack. And the dog yeah, do you ever like get up defense. at halftime and move seats and stuff? If like things. Oh my god, all the time. The Giants won the 2007 <laughs> Super Bowl because I was in my exact chair with my feet on this bench that I had made when I was a kid of the Giants logo that I had brought back out for that year. It was the Giants won the Super Bowl entirely because of how I sat in that chair. Man. So That's, yes, yeah, they owe you I, a debt I, of gratitude there. It's only weird if it doesn't work, dude. All right. So if you're doing all that and you're a Browns fan, then that's you're clearly wrong because you've been doing something <laughs> terribly. But it worked for me twice. Anyway, we're recording this before the Chiefs Texans game, but I guess we can still talk about it because this is going up Friday. So no, yeah, no, the game. Remember today. when what? This is going, it's going up, up today. today. Oh, it's going up Thursday. It's, it's going up Thursday, anything. baby. All right. Well, if you're listening to this after the game, then. Guys, like, remember the thing when that happened with the person? That was and awesome. the, let's let's the all predict ball. the score of the game right now. 34-20, Chiefs. 32-27, Chiefs. I'm going to go 41-28, Chiefs. Oh, I love it. We're all I going over, like that I better. guess, right? Yeah, the over this game is ridiculous because the I, I'm just, when a game like this where the teams have had, like, nine months to think about their game plan, the Chiefs always come out strong in week one. They always drop 40 in week one, I feel like. And then the Texans have been thinking about the 24-0 lead they dropped. So the Texans, I feel like this is like their waking nightmare if they lose this game again. So anyway, who knows what happened? I feel like it's like you do that thing when it's like like the Bill O'Brien's, like they're just going to plan for like a really killer first drive and that's all he's going to plan for. Like the entire offseason, he's just been planning on how to score <laughs> on the first drive, but he has no plan for the rest of the game just so they can be up 7-0. And he's like, yeah, see, we're good. It's certainly how the last one went. The over-under <laughs> is 53 and a half in this game. 
All right. Well, maybe we'll do something with FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay. So we're going to do some analytic analysis for week one. Gut checks. These are gut beliefs. We have precious few numbers to back up. But these yeah. are things we actually think are going to happen in week one, even if we don't really have, you know, stats. It's just the stuff you feel in your bones. You know, you've been you've been <laughs> prepping all offseason. You drafted your team. And then week one's coming and you're like, you know what? I, I know what's going to happen. Like, just just the gut calls. It's inevitable. But before we get into that, jet, well, first, important fun fact. Did you guys know? Wait, wait, wait. Before we do the fun fact, I want to do this game. So we're going to do a fun fact. Okay. I don't know how many shows a week, but we're going to do at least one show a week. I'm, I'm thinking we do Fridays. And I want every okay. time we do a fun fact, Heifetz has to segue it to football <laughs> at the end. Okay. <laughs> no matter what we talk about, he has to segue it to football. And now all the listeners can listen to the fun fact knowing, how's he going to do this one? Can okay. we veto his bad Good segues? and like? Yeah, it'll, he'll get over. a point or no point. <laughs> so do you think, okay. So if, what do you think I'm going to bat over under 50%? I bet you'll go a little slightly over. Yeah, I'm confident in you. I'll be like Charlie Blackman. Like I'm going to try to like, I'm going to try to hit 400 this season or 800. I don't know what the Yeah, doing this with you for like a couple of years now, you have, you pull some things out of your ass. So I'm, I'm confident in you. Speaking of pulling things out of your ass, okay. dung beetles roll their <laughs> little poop balls in straight lines. Oh my God. By navigating by the light of the Milky Way. Shut the what? hell up. I swear to God, I didn't believe this when I first saw it. Uh, this so from Nat National Geographic, qu I'm quoting National Geographic. All of us are so animal related. Moving in, well, animals <laughs> are like crazy, these. man. Moving in a straight line is crucial to dung beetles, which live in a rough and tumble world where competition for excrement is fierce. <laughs> and it goes on I, a symmetrical pattern of polarized light that appears around the sun. We can't see this pattern, but ins insects can, thanks to special photoreceptors in their eyes. Wow. Wow. That blew my mind. That reminds me of something, Danny. I just thought of another fact that you don't even know about. So I don't know if you've seen the video. It's like a, a very famous uh, nature show where this the snow foxes jump really high oh, and yeah. dive head first into the snow. And like yeah. for some reason, they can find this prey underneath like th three or four feet of snow. And yeah, and they hear it, right? They were baffled about how these foxes can find the prey under all this snow. And the theory is foxes can follow the sound of prey beneath the snow, but they search based on the angle. The sound matches the planet's magnetic field. Oh, that's crazy. That's how I found the dung beetle thing. Because I was <laughs> reading about electromagnetic fields last night. I cannot believe you brought this up. Isn't this wild? There's a story in Wired that ran this week that is titled like the oysters that could tell time. And the whole, the whole premise of the magazine, it's the article, it's so cool, is you know, everyone knows like you have a biological clock, circadian rhythm, whatever. Mm -hmm. Basically, is that something in your genetic code, your DNA, like you can tell mm -hmm. time innately? Or are we like in subtle communication with the earth, the sun, Whoa. the moon, in the either gravity, which we don't, or electromagnetic fields, the same way sharks have a sixth sense and can do electricity. Are we in communication with electromagnetic fields with the premise being, we don't have no ed evidence of this, but there were these oysters this guy took from the coast of Maine Brought him to Indiana, put him in like complete <laughs> darkness for like a month. And like, and there's no reason they should know. And they changed, not only did they keep up with time, they changed their time in line with the moon. Because if Indiana was on the coastline and the and the tides are controlled by the moon, they would be in the correct position if Indiana was on the ocean. Oh, which suggest which wow. is inexplicable if they weren't in communication with some kind of electromagnetic field. Why is every animal so much more complex and have all of these cool things that humans don't? I, Elon Musk's whole life is basically figuring out ways for us to do the things that like a dung beetle already does. <laughs> uh, life That's is crazy, meta. man. That's very meta, Craig. I don't even all know right. what to say to that. Anyway, that was a lot. I can't believe you. Yeah, electromagnetic fields. It's what, dude? Oysters telling time, dung beetles, Milky Way. It's just absolutely nuts. Anyway, I love the fun facts. We're getting a lot of good fun facts. It's a good fun facts. Who sent that in? Did we get a name? I'm not gonna lie. I read that last night. That did not okay. come from reader. <laughs> oh, I read Ives. this, All right. and it was the most unreal fact I've heard in a while. No, please keep emailing us fun facts at ringerfantasyfootball yeah, at gmail dot com. We've gotten some good ones. It's just that that one was just out of control. Okay, let's just talk about football since it's actually football season now. Bad segue. <laughs> no segue. Oh no. Oh, well, actually, let's sorry for that shit. But yeah. let's roll <laughs> into the next thing here. Oh, with our guiding light. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. 
Do I get a point? Yeah, you get a point. Yeah. point. Take one. All it's right, one. get a point. Yeah, easy dub. Okay, we actually haven't done this yet, but real quick, DK, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl and who do you think is going to win MVP? It occurred to me we haven't actually talked about that. This is the most boring answer, but the Chiefs and Mahomes. Yeah, that, that those boring. were my official. <laughs> Man, predictions. That's why we haven't talked about it. Those were my official predictions for the NFL uh, for the Ringer, uh, our prediction page. So, what did you do? I picked the Saints and Mahomes. Mahomes because yeah. the MVP is. The MVP is not an individual award. We tell ourselves it is. It's a team award. 12 of the last 13 MVP winners have been the quarterback for a team that got a first round bye. And in reality, yeah. we talk about teams through the lens of people, but like the quarterback just gets the credit if they win. The quarterback gets the blame if they lose. So you want to pick a team that's going to get a first round bye and the quarterback's the best player. Like Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't going to get it last year because the Niners defense got the credit. You, if the quarterback is the main person who succeeds or fails for the team and they get a first round bye, that's the person. So it's Mahomes. I like it. The, de- the anyway. powers of deduction. Well, it's just all these awards are stupid because they're just, it's, it's more about the narrative than reality. I also think it's the Chiefs and Mahomes. Cousin Sal had a great point on Bill's pod. He was like, you should just bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl every single year because they're probably going to win like three of the next eight or like they're at least going to get there for three of the next eight and their odds are like seven to one. They're seven to one odds every year they're going to be. <laughs> you can bankroll the next few years. Yeah, that's, that's no. It's, this year, I... Kevin Clark made a good point that either people expect either the season to be have a lot of parity because of the weirdness around COVID. I am definitely of the mind that this will have haves and have nots will get wider. Yeah. Like must yeah. like most of life has gotten football's no different. So I think it's not an accident. I think everyone at the ringer picked the Chiefs or the Ravens to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I think that's yeah. totally accurate. And then I also I think four of the six of us picked the Saints. I think it's the same thing. So yep. good teams will be better. Anyway, th- those are my suit. I picked the Saints to beat the Ravens, but any of those three teams to me is fine. Okay. Gut calls. Advanced antilytic gut calls. Let's just, let's go into this. So these are just things we just, we just know we're going to happen in week one. Even if, you know, there's not science. Like we don't know if these are guided by the Milky Way or whatever, but like, you know what? These are still things we feel. Electromagnetic fields are telling us these things. Yeah. And, and we haven't, we haven't talked to one another yet about these. Like we don't know what each other's no, gut yeah. calls are yet. So you, you got to keep those to yourself. What is, what, what is the um, Earth's electromagnetic field telling you? about week one i'm syncing up under the snow that keenan allen is going to (laughs) have 10 catches on 20 targets this week this is such a classic like we've all were like "Ooh, philip rivers is gone is keenan allen good anymore and then he's just gonna have 13 catches and we're like oh keenan allen's really good yeah so to be to be clear this is the this is the hard knocks bump for me he looked awesome in hard knocks um you know he got this big New four-year, $80 million deal. He's feeling really good about everything. Um, there's just a lot of good vibes working in his favor. Also, vibes. I don't think that... I think that this is going to be a game where like both teams have to throw a lot. They're going up against the Bengals. Um, so there's a chance that Tyra Taylor is just going to look to him over and over and over again in the slot. Analytically, if we were actually talking analytics, this probably doesn't make a lot of sense. New quarterback... Um, you know, he could end up getting shadowed by William Jackson, which would not be good for him potentially because he's a really good corner. Um, you know, we just don't know like anything about this offense, but for whatever reason, I'm feeling Keenan Allen, that that hard knocks just made me confident enough that he's just going to go off. So yeah, Keenan Allen, 10 catches. I think Keenan Allen's underrated. I'm serious about this. I think Keenan Allen is underrated in part because people think he's old because he's been bald for like five years. Yeah. And he's got a big beard. He's 28 and has the beard. He's the old man. Like honestly, the LeBron of like almost shaved head beard look, which he's 28 years old. He is in the core of his prime. He's four (laughs) years younger than Julio Jones, but people don't draft him because they think he's old. And it's because he's been good for so long. Like he got good pretty quick and has just stayed good for so long that we think he must be old now. I love this take, DK. I think I think this is a good. All right, so Keenan Allen, <laughs> there's no way this could 20. go wrong. Yeah. No, I mean, it's impossible. How? What could what could be wrong about this? Craig, what's your week one? Are you are you the fox hearing the mice? Are you the oyster telling time? Or are you the dung beetle rolling straight? Jesus, I don't know what I am. I'm the dung um, beetle because I got my shit in in line, baby. I got my wow. shit in order. Okay, so this week we have the Vikings and the Packers playing against one another, which is the battle for the ten questions with Kyle Brandt crown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Nice. Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. And Aaron Rodgers is going to win. Both these guys got something to prove. Rodgers was the darling of Wait, that before podcast. You get it, do you produce this pod or is this just your company man? No, I, I'm, I'm just a company man. I mean, oh, wow, okay. Kyle Brandt had like <laughs> five episodes. Like, did the pods. 
Kyle Brandt's had like five episodes and his two guests are Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. And when Aaron Rodgers did the podcast, it was the premiere episode. He was the darling of the show, right? Made a lot of buzz, got a lot of traffic on social media. Wow, he got Aaron Rodgers. And then Kirk Cousin walks in and goes, I see your, I drank four fingers of tequila after they drafted Jordan Love and I raise you and if I die, I die masks annoy me. And everything blew up and they were both these massive social media things. So now it's like, all right, who's going to win? You know, let's put it on the field. This is a battle. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win. This is more fuel to the spite machine for Rodgers of like, dang, I could, I, I had the Kyle Brandt crown for two weeks and then Kirk walks in. I'm not giving him the NFC North either. So when you say win, you mean he's going to score more fantasy points or the, I think the Packers the are going to win easily and we're all going to be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. We, we talked way too much shit about Aaron Rodgers. He's, He's like back to where he used to be. Ooh, I think Rogers I like is saying all the right things because, but inside he, there is a, a, a fire brewing. And we're just <laughs> adding more and more to it. There's been articles written about him this off season. Kirk Cousins. I wrote an article about fame. him. I, <laughs> did, did me, you? me. I, I wrote a, a huge, yeah, no, it's, I think it's just, it's not rocket science. It's like, yeah, the coaching was worse. Yeah. The receivers around him were worse. Also, Rodgers is worse. It's not that complicated. He he has the best throwing talent maybe we've ever seen until Mahomes. And so he never had to learn proper footwork. It's like, you know what I mean? It's Tom Brady. Like, you wouldn't show a high school quarterback Aaron Rodgers tape because he throws off his back foot. He can do whatever he wants. You yeah. show him Tom Brady. Tom Brady's fundamentals are perfect. Aaron Rodgers, it's cool. Like, you, these best highlights never necessarily had great fundamentals. Well, he's 36 now. And I don't think it's insulting to Aaron Rodgers to be like, his arm at 36 is not his arm at 29. I don't think that that's mean. And I think that just there are just basic <laughs> throws he misses. I think you laugh because that's how old you are. But <laughs> and you're I just thinking think how it's he funny that you're lecturing him on what's mean or not. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. I'm protecting like my I'm ass saying Your arm I'm saying, sucks. I'm not saying it's mean. I'm covering my ass from the Packers fans. who are. I'm just saying that if you watch Aaron Rodgers, he just misses basic throws when he's throwing off his back foot for no reason because he used to be able to put it exactly where he wanted on a doorknob. And now he can just get it through the door frame, throwing in terrible footwork. And he doesn't have the basic fundamentals left. So it's like, you know, step in your throws, Aaron. And like, it'll be great. He'll be 29 again. So are you disagreeing with my gut call that Rogers is going to be good? I'm agreeing with your gut call. Okay. How do we feel about Kirk Cousins this year? Are we just out on that? I mean, the book on him, the whole, his whole career has just been like, can he improvise? Can he go off schedule? Like, can he, I feel like it's been five years of this of like, okay, here's your option one. Here's your option two. Here's your option three. None of those are open. Where are you on a scale of Nathan Peterman to Deshaun Watson when the play breaks down? And like, he's, he just throws the ball away. And now that Diggs isn't there, I'm very curious if he can spread the ball around and get people like Irv Smith Jr. more involved. Uh, I would like to see. I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money. He should take more command, honestly. He'd just be better late in games. And hopefully that game at the end of the playoffs against the Saints was a harbinger of that. Harbinger? Harbinger? I'd say harbinger. I harbinger. can't say that right word right. Do you think the Vikings are a little bit... Are they that happy with Kirk anymore? you think they're like, this is the right move we made? Yeah, I think so. He's blandness personified. And if they don't get to the second round of the playoffs, like, you know, I think that the Saints win they had was the first moment, or one of like three moments Vikings fans have been like, yes, Kirk is the guy. Yeah, it's really been few and far between where Vikings fans are excited about the guy. All right, let's keep rolling here. Hi, Fitz. I believe you're up. Okay, I gut check. I think the Cardinals beat the 49ers this year. This not this year. This week, and I think that Kyler Murray looks unreal. I think that Ooh. Kyler Murray is one of the two highest scoring quarterbacks of the week. And the th- the anti-lytic thing to me of this is that's underrated. Is you remember the Levar Ball? Like when he went on that show and was like, I could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. And they're like, are you serious? And he's like, I've never lost. Never lost at one-on-one. <laughs> like, and he just kept screaming, never lost. Kyler Murray. Wait, can we play that clip, Craig? Crazy, right? One-on-one, never lost. Never lost one-on-one. Never lost one-on-one. Never lost one-on-one. Kyler Murray has like never lost in his life before until last year. This dude lost more games last season than like the rest of his life combined. Like Kyler Murray's a high school quarterback was 43 and O at the highest level of Texas state. Like Kyler Murray might be the best quarterback in the history of high school, Texas football. He won three championships, 43 and O Then he went to college, went 12 and two. 
including a loss to Alabama. And then he went to the Cardinals and he said before his rookie year, they were like, are you worried about losing? He's like, I don't think about losing. And then during the season when like, again, it's like three losses. He hasn't lost three games total since he was like 13 years old. And he said this quote that I just keep thinking about in December after like their worst loss of the season. He said, quote, it's just a disgusting feeling. I'm sure you were disgusted watching it. I was disgusted being in it. It's not a good feeling. You just don't want to have that anymore, end quote. And like, I've been thinking about that a lot because we always talk about the jump from year one to year two. And we always talk about like it's trees, like they just grow. It's no, it's, it's the product of hard work and effort and like how much effort guys are putting into the offseason now they know how to be a pro. But you have to be driven by something and driven by like pettiness or like, you know, the haters or whatever, disgust, underrated motivating factor. Like the, like Kyler Murray having never lost and now tasting failure for really the first time in his adult life on top of what we're already talking about with Cliff Kingsbury and the offense being better, better protection. Hopkins is there. I'm just, I, and also the Cardinals played the Niners really good twice last year. I think the I think Kyler, I love his offseason. I love it. I was actually going to add that it's like he had two pretty solid games against 49ers and the 40 if you remember the 49ers defense last year was like elite one of the best defenses in the NFL he had four touchdowns no picks completed like 71 percent of his passes in those games he was like pretty damn good I mean he didn't throw for a ton of yards but still Cardinals looked better against the Niners than the Chiefs did like like the Cardinals were really good against the 49ers last year Kyler's definitely like the darling quarterback pick this year I mean like everything lines up like he's now year two with his coach like he, they added DeAndre Hopkins you know they have a they have a strong running game now like it's all coming together I didn't like him for fantasy this year because he was the hop side was so already built into his like his draft stock but to be clear there are going to be weeks where he's really fun and I think that this is actually one of them two of his four highest uh, two of his five highest scoring games last year were against the 49ers He's probably third on the like all fun league for fantasy quarterbacks. It's probably Mahomes, oh, Lamar, yeah. and then him. Oh yeah. Yes, I think that's exactly and, and Russ. Russ is a boring person, but <laughs> Russ is, I think, the most magical person to, or underrated magical person. They have person a fun offense because it's like deep shots. And, well, it's DIY. Like, the Seahawks are DIY. It's just Russell's just like, I'm just gonna DIY. do an offense on my own. It's just it's unreal. All right. Kyler's magical. You know what else is magical, guys? You have to guess. It's not rhetorical. <laughs> Heineken. <laughs> Heineken. Oh, Craig oh. Daly figured it out. Today's episode is brought to you by Heineken. Heineken would like to remind you that it's time for seasonal beers again. That's right. If you thought a cold, crisp summer Heineken was something, just wait until you taste the Heineken fall lineup. Is it a new product? No, because Heineken doesn't need to change. It's just the same great tasting lager that's perfect for any season. I will be cracking open a Heineken tonight for Chiefs Texans. There you go. Heineken original lager is made with pure malt and their famous A yeast, which makes Heineken an all-season, all-the-time kind of beer. So pick up a pack or get it delivered, whatever your style, and please drink responsibly. And today's show is also proud to be presented by FanDuel Fantasy. Sports are finally back. NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball, golf, and more. And football is here. I mean, we're pretty jazzed. Football's back. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, the last three months of our working careers have been leading up to this very moment. <laughs> do you guys get that butterfly, like the butterflies in your stomach for for each game? I still do. I don't. Craig, yeah, you just you just don't care. You get I got butterflies like when I played football. I don't think I've ever gotten butterflies. Well, I got butterflies do, when the Giants do, were like in the you playoffs. You get butterflies before like kickoff week one. Yeah, I think it's wow. fun. Not like oh, nervous, wow. butter, not like nervous butterflies. <laughs> that's like, the very butter sweet. Are those butterflies or is that the electromagnetic field of the earth speaking to you of a gravitational <laughs> yeah. pull? Anyway, even if you don't have electromagnetic fields connecting you to football, even if you've never played FanDuel Fantasy before, that's great because FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free this NFL season. No deposit required. No electromagnetic connection to the earth required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for the folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with FanDuel's 20% deposit match. Look, FanDuel is an easy app to use for FanDuel Fantasy. You can pick a new team every game, every week, whatever you want to do, and you can win money. It's like the Holy Trinity. And FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free this NFL season with no deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with FanDuel's 20% deposit match. So go to FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy. That is FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy. Or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. 
FanDuel, more ways to win. And don't forget the free Ringer Mega Contest where you pick five games every week. And that's FanDuel.com slash Mega Contest. DK, what are you feeling for week one? What's another gut call? So I'm all over Jared Goff this week. Last year, if you remember, he had a pretty disastrous week one. I think that's going to flip on its head this week. I'm expecting a lot of offense. from. They're going up against the Cowboys, which I think is actually a really fun <laughs> game. Um, a lot of offense in that game. That game's just a four-hour commercial for SoFi Stadium. Yeah. They spent $5 billion to build that stadium. The next most expensive state. It's, it's literally more than twice as expensive as the next most expensive stadium. Yeah. Jerry Jones was like, yeah, sure. We'll bring the Cowboys there. Yeah, I'm from Los Angeles. I brought the Rams <laughs> Do you think Jerry's going to be like a little bit jealous? No, Jerry shepherded the Rams to... It, Jerry power brokered the whole Rams-Chargers deal. And part of it was like, yeah, sure. When you build that stadium, the Cowboys will play week one Sunday night football. It's a commercial. I'm dead serious. Can you imagine <laughs> paying $5 billion for stadium and then no one showing up for the opener? Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, it's not. It's not ideal. Um, this is a stat from J.J. Zacharyson from Number Fire. A reminder that the closest recent comp we have to this 2020 NFL season is the 2011 season when the lockout ended in late July. Week one saw 12 games at the over. Strongly believe defense is going to suck this week, and I'm with him. I just, It's just really hard to build the type of communication, the chemistry you need on defense to be, and, and to get into shape you need to be on defense to like really battle some of these like good offenses in the NFL. I think both of these offenses are going to go off in this game. The over-under is 51 and a half. Going to be a shootout. Both teams have continuity on their offense. Play caller, QB, receivers. And I think they both have a lot of offense, uh, like explosive potential. So yeah, Goff is kind of like everyone's forgotten guy. But I think this week he has a chance to go off. I'm not going to lie. I'm still just blown away by you're saying that we could just parlay like 10 overs together and make like a million dollars. I know. Maybe that's awesome. the move. We Are you won. serious? <laughs> Forget Jared Goff. Like, let's make some Fandle Sportsbook. Maybe. Like, no, seriously. 12 overs went over in week one of 2011. Yeah, that's what he says. That's what Zach Reason said. Let's talk to Warren Sharp, baby. Let's get a bankroll going here. I think like 60% of overs hit in the season or something crazy. Okay, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's that's crazy. It's good to know for week one. Well, we, Do you buy that though? That like defense is at a disadvantage overall. Absolutely, absolutely, because at a hundred percent, because defenses have to react. Offenses act, defenses react. Yeah, it's that's just harder when there's less practice time. So, Craig, do you have another gut check for this week? Gut call, antilytic. Yeah, we do this every year, but the majority of the rookie running backs are just going to disappoint the hell out of us week yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I'm already, I'm already I like, dreading this. This is good. I'm already dreading this. So yeah. this is how I feel about it. You know, we get all excited because it's like new faces. It's like, you know, you compare class schedules with your friends when you start a new grade. <laughs> oh, I have classes with you or I've never had a class with you before. You get all excited. But you know who you're actually going to sit next to when the seating chart comes out? Carl. <laughs> Weird Carl. And you've been stuck with Stephen Carl for Glansberg. the last th the last three years in English. You're stuck with Carl, Stephen Glansberg, and your best friend is sitting across the room. We just heard about a Carl yesterday in the news. Marlon Mack on the Colts is a Carl. We got all excited about Jonathan Taylor. And then Frank Wright comes out and goes, oh, well, Jonathan Taylor's only there, only there to spell Marlon Mack. And we're like, great. Oh, A.J. Dillon, he's third on the depth chart. Oh, J.K. Dobbins, he's fourth on the depth chart. Just soul crushing. Beware of all the Carls this year. There's a lot. Mark Ingram. Well, I think Clyde, I think the issue with this is Clyde Edwards hilarious. You don't think he's going to have a big game? Well, I think there's the the exceptions are like the Josh Jacobs of last year where they really get drafted into a situation. And Clyde got lucky because Damian Williams opted out pretty much. But there are a few exceptions, but there's just this massive group of Carls every year where Carrion Johnson, Malcolm Brown, Marlon Mack, Mark Ingram, they're going to screw all of us. If Adrian Peterson outtouches DeAndre Swift in week one, I swear DK will be very kind to you. I won't even bring it up. I'm telling you, <laughs> Peyton Barber is going to get 15 carries this week, and we're all going to be pissed because Antonio Gibson yeah, didn't do anything. Yeah, because he's the early down back. Yeah. Because like, he's the starting running back for Washington. I, I think this is a good one. I'm already dreading. Everyone's going to be all excited to start DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers. Not going to work. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so to recap so far, Craig says the rookies will suck in week one. The rookie running backs will suck in week one. Mm -hmm. I said the Kyler Murray's, they're going to beat the Niners, and he'll be really good because he hates losing. What was yours, DK? I already forgot. Goff. Goff's Goff. the guy. Goff's the guy. What was your first one? Keenan Allen is going to have 10 right. catches. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. That's so specific. Mine I is... <laughs> I love it. Mine is, I think that 
the Colts are going to shred the Jaguars this year, this week. And the takeaway people are going to have is, oh my God, add Philip Rivers, add Paris Campbell. And the takeaway you should have is you want to start all your players against the Jaguars this year. Because think about all the cliches of like being on a team, not just an NFL team, like any team you had in your childhood, like shared sacrifice, accountability, teamwork, all sacrificing for a common goal where you can achieve more together than if you could, than you were as individuals. The Jaguars have none of that. <laughs> Nothing. None of that. Like it, at the pro level with grown ass men being paid money to do this for a living, it is just assumed that they're all buying in. And to some degree, they all have the us against the world. Like they're together. It's all they have. That is just a, an assumed premise. I don't, the Jaguars may not have that in a way I can never remember hearing before a season. I can, like the quotes that have come out, we already knew Jalen Ramsey called, like things that have happened this month, this month or September. So last month, August, Ronnie Harrison, who was a safety when he got traded said, quote, I'm so relieved to be out of Jacksonville and around a new team who wants one common goal. Thank you, God. Yannick Ngakwe said, Thank I really God, he said it. He was <laughs> traded this month. and was like, I'm not going to talk about it. But in April, he said, I really want to be part of a team that has great culture and winning is a habit. I don't want to be part of a team that losing is a norm or anything of that nature. And then he put his money where his mouth is last month. He took a five million dollar pay cut this year to go to a yeah. different team. He was like, I will literally rather work somewhere else for five million less dollars. Then Leonard Fournette said, I've been playing the same game for 25 years. I mean, for the first time in my life, I really have a quarterback. So that's eye opening for me. And then this month, Jalen Ramsey said that the day he got traded from the Jaguars was, quote, <laughs> probably one of the best days of my life. I can't believe there's so many examples. <laughs> that all happened in the last five weeks. That is astonishing. I want I like and, my, my reaction is I want to just poo poo this whole argument, but it's. It is striking. And like here's how the thing. Many guys are just like, <laughs> I know that, fuck that team. <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm memeing a little, but in all seriousness, like there is something to be said for like when everything goes virtual and you're spending less time together, it's like existing dynamics kind of like accelerate. Like, you know what I mean? Like people who are, and the Jaguars, when people are just openly like, I hate this, I think that affects something. And in, in football at its core, it's you're asking people to like put their lives on the line. Like people are like hitting each other. Like you're risking your physical safety in multiple ways this year. This, this is a problem. And I, I think it's astonishing to hear a football team. So many guys in one month be like, I hate playing there. And I think that it, I don't know. I've never really gone into a season questioning if any of the teams want to be there until this Jaguars team. I think that they're going to play hard though. I mean, these guys have their, their careers are on the line. You can't That's not true. play hard at football. Yeah. Well, like, yes. What are you going to do? And look again, Important to note, the guys I'm quoting are gone. So, like, the guys there might be like, screw those guys. But I just, I am so against the Jaguars this year. And I think that they're going to get wrecked by the Colts. And I think that this season, they're going to be a team you can target because they're probably the least talented team in the league. And I think that you're going to be able to rack up points streaming against Jacksonville. Well, and what do you think that, like, the conversations are like in the locker room in Jacksonville after reading all of these comments from Jalen Ramsey and Ngakwe and all these people? Are, are they just, like, secretly like, damn, man, this this does suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of it was like residual stuff from Tom Coughlin, who was just tried to be a hard ass, but without yeah. the day-to-day -day interaction as a, cause he tried to be a hard ass from the GM, which you can't do. He fined Leonard yeah. Fournette a hundred thousand dollars for like sitting on the bench when he was inactive, like crazy stuff, but I mean, they fired him, yeah. but they still have Dave Caldwell, who was the GM and they still have Doug Marone, who was the head coach. So it's like, it changed, but it also will see. So I, I just, I don't, that's a lot of, I don't know. It's wild. I agree that they are going to be a target kind of like how remember how the cardinals were kind of like a target for tight end or definitely a target for tight ends every week last year i mm -hmm. can see the the jags being that team this year for <laughs> multiple positions so dk last gut call my last gut call is zach Ertz is gonna have a middle finger game to the team this week <laughs> to the uh. eagles there's a little bit of bad blood happening right now so uh this is thursday today Ertz came and talked to the media he said i want to play my Whole career in Philadelphia, but I'm not sure the feeling is mutual. Uh, Quote, I'm an emotional guy when it comes to football. It's been frustrating at times. It's been difficult. I said all along I want to be here for the long run. I don't know for sure if that feeling is mutual. I'm going to play this year like it's my last year. So he's going all out. He's, given, he's going to give this front office the middle finger. The front office actually 
the the negotiations went bad per Ian Rappaport. Negotiations between Eagles and Zacherts came to an abrupt halt when Philly made an offer that had less guaranteed money than their original offer. So they kind of they're like lowballing him essentially, and so he's pissed. In this specific situation this week too, like Jalen Rager is still banged up. He's probably not going to play a big role. He's going to get funneled. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. So I think Zach Ertz is going to have a big game this week. No Alshon Jeffrey. Miles Sanders is beat up. And they're going against Washington, whose back seven is very young and lacks talent. Their front seven is very good, but or the front line is very good. Um, but I think that they could definitely exploit that back seven. I think it's, it's, it's funny. It actually reminded me of... Our colleague Jonathan Sharks wrote a great piece this week on the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis having more power than he thinks. And basically, he was explaining how NBA coaches are middle managers who really just have to, you know, if they're beholden to Giannis, whatever, Giannis can dictate his minutes and things. And ironically, there are actually NFL quarterbacks who actually sometimes have to deal with the responsibilities of NBA coaches in that if a receiver or a star player wants more touches the way an NBA player might want more minutes, like they can dictate that sometimes. Like even... Star quarterbacks like Eli Manning have discussed, like, you have to just distribute the ball in certain ways sometimes. Now, you can't really predict that too often. It's like, we can't come into a week and be like, oh, yeah, this guy's unhappy with the contract and he's going to tell. But Zach Ertz this week 100% might go to Carson Wentz and be like, I need 12 catches this week. Like, I need to dominate. And especially, this is the perfect storm of other people are hurt. They really do need to rely on him. The game plan will be around him. And Washington seems like it's going to be really bad. Like, this isn't just hot noise. Like, I agree with you. Like, I really think Zach Ertz will probably talk to Carson Wentz about this. this yeah, week. this is a great call. And, like, Zach Ertz isn't a diva, but, like, you do see this happen with divas. I mean, like, Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Like, it was Squeaky a Squeaky wheel ben narrative, was like, man. Like, I, Ben was like, I knew I needed to give Antonio the ball or he would get mad. I think Odell yeah, had a little bit exactly. of that. It's, uh, you know, we've talked about how there's, like, personal agendas at play with, like, the Bill O'Brien, David Johnson thing. Like, I think Wentz is behooved to keep Ertz around. You know, he's yeah. been, like, his most reliable target for several years now. So, I mean, I love Dallas Goddard, too, but, like, Wentz is going to want to keep him around, too. So I think, you know, all that put together. Let's let's see how I think that's a really it. good one. And now that I think about it, an Ertz touchdown this week is probably a really good bet. <laughs> Craig, do you have another gut check? Yeah, like I do every year, I'm going to immediately regret not drafting Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. <laughs> yes. Kittle, dude, Kittle is going to go funny. off. Week one's going to gonna conclude, and they're each going to have, you know, 132 yards and one or two touchdowns, and my dumbass tight end that I spent like $14 on, Hayden Hurst, Evan Ingram, <laughs> one of them will pull a hammy, the other got five targets, and I'll be like, God damn it. Dude, Kittle, Kittle has had touchdown regression, positive touchdown regression coming for like two years, and it's all going to come to a head this week. Every year have like you, we trick touchdowns. ourselves into being like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take this tight end who I think might be good. And then it's like yeah. Travis Kelsey has 100 yards every single week. Yeah. Especially this week. George Kittle's playing Arizona. Kittle against the funnel the funnel tight end defense for the for the Cardinals. Plus, they like Ayuk and Debo have been kind of like, have been really banged up all camp. Yeah. I do it every year. I, t- I, I talk myself into the analytics. Oh, you're not supposed to draft a tight end early. It doesn't make any sense. And then you watch Kittle and you're like, God, I don't enjoy having Irv Smith. <laughs> you should have listened to your heart, even though it's buried beneath all that snow and ice. You should have listened to your heartbeat like the fox. You're kind of wasting all your good segues here. Actually, keep it coming. I do, there's no waste. I, I'm like Kyler Murray. I don't think about losing. <laughs> it's a bottomless pit of segues. Uh, speaking of which, punted in the next one. Arizona. Uh, so usually I don't draft a kicker or I cut them and I just add a running back if you because, you know, you, something always happens like the weekend before the season and like, oh, mm-hmm. like, oops, I Dalvin Cook's holding out after all. And like, I have Alex Madison. You know what I mean? You never know. So but now I have to cut my kicker or cut the guy and add a kicker. And I've, I've put a lot of thought into this. Mm. I think this is the first time we've mentioned kicking on the show. And so you like, have a kicker you like this week? No, the season. Oh, and I'm not picking Butker, or Will Lutz or the people who are definitely rostered Justin Tucker I'm picking someone who's probably available and it's I've, I've, I've given a lot of thought to this and by a lot I mean 20 minutes max but I'm, lot, I'm, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going Zane Gonzalez for the Arizona Cardinals okay for first of all I like it because underrated offense could be a okay. good mm-hmm. team but also my Indoors. red zone it's kind of like horse racing it's like this the fools bet on the horses it's more people bet on the jockeys no it's Learned at, that at the Kentucky Derby yeah, no, I mean, the, just in general, the Cardinals are indoors. Yeah, like exactly. Well, also, but also, you know, Arizona, it's a dry heat. I'm sure that helps. I, I don't know if it's sure. a fact, but it sounds right. true. Sure. And then it's just, I don't know. His name's Zane. 
I love Zane. Isn't there some famous person named Zane? Billy uh, Zane. Well, also it's just a cool name. His last Zane name. from One Direction. Yeah, that one. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. I think Zane Gonzalez. So that's my official kicker recommendation. So it took you 20 minutes to come up with Zane is a cool name and Arizona's hot. <laughs> it's dry hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the dry heat, guys. How many kickers? How many Now, this might be a mistake because he's kicking in the 49ers this week and that game literally might get canceled because of I like that we've done what is this, the 18th show of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show or something like that. And all of our research has concluded to the last point before week one is. Heifetz has a sleeper of a kicker. That was the crescendo. Yeah, thank you for that. Zane Jamie. Gonzalez, kicker for the Cardinals. How how many pick. kickers can you name in the NFL? That would oh, be a, it's fun a good game. Should we do this or would we just reveal that we don't really know anything about kickers? <laughs> they all change yeah. teams so easily. I've, I don't know There's where There's only 40 kickers and they play musical chairs. Yeah. Greg Every Zerline, year only- Zerline is still in the NFL. It's like Bachelor in Paradise. They're just like swapping <laughs> in and out. I got no idea <laughs> like, what's going on. So it's an extended universe. They're on universe. the circuit. Yeah, they're on the they're on the circuit. They just, you know. And whatever. you must know they all know each other, but they also are in competition with each other because they all want the same jobs, but they have no one else to talk to about their stuff. It's a whole fraternity. Yeah. It's yeah, it's bizarre. We should we should get a kicker out here once. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the Patriots depth chart right now. It doesn't they don't have a place kicker. I'm sure it's just like a, like he's just. I'm sure they have a defensive lineman who can kick. I, to this day, have no idea why they haven't taught a quarterback how to punt. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> but like every time, what, like you're telling me Cam Newton couldn't figure out how to punt every fourth Didn't down? Didn't that happen with the, the high school football game that was on ESPN and everyone watched because they were bored and then the, the kicker quarterback was the punter? Oh, I don't know. But like, why isn't that a thing? Like, you, I feel like you could really give yourself an advantage. If, oh, if we want to go punted. into why is that a thing, I actually think football would be a better sport without kicking or punting. I mean, I agree. All right. Hey, guys, footlong season is at Subway. They make it easy to make a good call on food. So here's a little segment called Good Call, Bad Call, where we'll look at some of the good and bad plays from last week. This week's bad call. Again, DK, too many quesadillas. That was you a gotta, mistake. You got to chill with those, my dude. Stop eating the quesadillas. You know what cheese does, man. What kind of cheese do you put in the quesadilla? Mexican cheese. Yeah. Mozzarella, mozzarella low-key is really pretty good, too, because it's not oily. Well, you can get mozzarella in your Subway sandwich. Damn there straight. We this week's good call. Chicken, sweet onion teriyaki. You can throw a little mozzarella on there if you want. Another <laughs> bad call from last week. Craig, what's a bad call you had last week? I had straight up just four hot dogs on Labor Day, and I didn't think <laughs> after that. Jesus. You guys ever done a 9-9? What's that? No. Nine hot dogs and nine beers in a nine inning baseball game. Wow. That's a mistake. That's a bad call. Let me that tell was you. one of my, my friends did that as the punishment for losing for being last place in the fantasy league. That's wow. it's 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 a bad call. It's a very bad call. But a good call is a Subway sandwich. Again, sweet onion chicken teriyaki's mine. DK says that the top tier is turkey breast and black forest ham. <laughs> You love the top tiers. I Those mean, are I good like calls. I like them all. Getting a free foot long when you buy two at participating Subway restaurants. Great call. Please, everyone, make good calls this week. Order and pay contact-free in the Subway apps for quick and easy pickup or delivery on game day or any day. It's footlong season at Subway. Eat fresh, freshly prepared in front of you. I have, a, I have a, uh, some friends who are in a different league, and they do this thing every year where they, they basically, the guy who won the year before that comes up with how they decide the draft order. And they do a competition. And oh, this year fun. they did they did the eight six four two challenge. Eight so, six four two. So they had to eat eight donuts. They had to complete eight donuts, six beers, four miles on a scooter, and two <laughs> shots. Like a razor scooter? Yes, what? a razor scooter. And the first one to complete all of those <laughs> two shots wins. Like and that. you have to hold them on your person. So like all of that's in a backpack. <laughs> so like if you drink the beers, eat the donuts, do the shots, you'll be lighter for your two-mile scooter. Beer and scooter? Is that even illegal? They were up at like a lake. They were away. It was all right. <laughs> that's fun. I, I like that. This is I think I think quietly this the secretly the hardest part of that would be eating eight donuts as quickly as I you know, can. That's so much sugar. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't like donuts because donuts, it's like I can rationalize most of the bad calls I make, bad food, except donuts. <laughs> I can never justify to myself, oh, yeah, you should eat this fried cake in the morning. Donuts I have yet to so spin good. a web of lies so in my delicious. own head that can make sense to me on that. All right. John Ballas wrote to us, I reached a bit with my last few draft picks and picked Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs in the eighth and ninth rounds of my dynasty league. I also have those two players in my dynasty league. So great job, John. 
But that's left in me a, in a bit of a quandary for my last starting spot, which is a flex spot in a PPR league. Who would you feel more comfortable starting week one, Judy Ruggs, or should I go someone on waivers look for someone? So I think this is an interesting question because you've got the Broncos and the Raiders, which both have gone the same tact of like, we're going to just blatantly rip off the Chiefs plan to have fast players and hopefully we'll win the division by copying them, which, you know, sure. Okay. But they're also really interesting, Matt. I think this is actually an interesting question of one. I yeah. talked earlier about the Jaguars being a, a team this season of like, they might just be awful and you want to stream against them this week or every week this season. The other one's the Panthers and the Raiders are playing the Panthers this week. DK, what do you think about rugs versus Carolina? Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was just going to say exact same thing. It seems like a pretty good matchup for them. The team starters at corner are Dante Jackson, who got benched at times last year um, for apparently freelancing and coverage, giving up too many big plays. So that sounds pretty damn interesting to me going up against a guy like rugs. Um, the other starter, Troy Pride Jr., potentially, you know, they got, they got a bunch of young guys in that secondary. We don't, you know, exactly know what we're going to get from them. I don't think it's going to be a good secondary. Danny, you've been talking like all off season, how the Panthers are just going to have the worst defense in the NFL. I mean, the list of guys that left that defense over the off season is incredible. And obviously Luke Keekley is the big one, but yeah. So again, it's, it's just important to note. I mean, again, I think people were doing other things over the off season. So apology, like, please don't feel any shame if you didn't remember the Panthers gave Matt Rule, the Baylor head coach, a seven-year contract for like eight and a half million dollars a year. He's basically being paid more than like most head coaches other than like Belichick and Sean Payton and, and Andy Reid. Like, and it's really simple. Like, it's a rebuild. Matt Rule is a rebuilder. He saved the program at Tel Temple. He saved the program at Baylor. Like, he has been rebuilding programs and he's on for a multi-year project. And this year is basically a tryout to make the team next year. And, and their defense is just abysmal like they have young inexperienced people and the season is about getting those guys reps and it's going to get ugly at first <laughs> and the Raiders are fast the other thing to keep in mind with this matchup in particular is I think both teams are stronger on offense than defense I, I don't have a ton of you know faith in the Raiders defense especially they're sort of young secondary still no. kind of coming together and so the Carolina offense might quietly be pretty fun to watch, pretty good under you know Teddy Bridgewater and this new scheme that they got going. So I could see this being a higher scoring game. The over-under I saw yesterday was 47 and a half, so it's like upper third, like a pretty high number. Um, yeah, I mean, it could just be kind of like a high-scoring game, lots of yards, rugs. Like we talked about previously, he's not just a deep guy. You know, he's going to catch a lot of screens, a lot of little slants. He has that ability to take a short pass and make a huge play out of it. That was like kind of his MO at Alabama touchdown machine. So yeah, I, I like, I like the rugs one. I mean, I actually, honestly, I like both. I would, I'd be fine starting Judy as a flex. I think it's smart. I also think because of the limited practice time, we talk all the time about how lines will be affected. It's also an interesting year to target bad cornerback groups. I mean, yeah. like the Falcons yeah. have, the, the Vikings don't have a cornerback over 23. The Falcons, I don't, I also don't think they have one or at least, One's getting significant playing time over 22, 23 years old. The Panthers are kind of like, like just bad cornerbacks is a really intriguing thing to target, especially when it's uh, like a guy like Ruggs who could go off. So Ruggs is a really, really great pick. I feel like he's had a, a surge in the fantasy community in the last like two weeks and everyone's figuring out that he actually might be the best rookie wide receiver to pick this year going into your drafts. And I think he was probably going third or fourth. Yeah. There, it, there was a stigma around him in the dynasty community and the draft community, you know, he did, he didn't have a breakout age that we've talked about because he never had a breakout season where he was like, you know, 20% of the team's passing yards and all that. Mm. He's, he's small, which is a concern to a lot of people. He's kind of like wiry, but, but yeah. All right. Before we get out of here real quick, you guys think Tom Brady's going to be good on the bucks this week or no? The Saints going to wreck him or the Ooh. two best quarterbacks in football going to be in their forties. It's a really good defense. I think he's going to be efficient. Well, Mike Evans might not play too. Yeah, that doesn't help. Scotty Miller season? <laughs> Your guy, Scotty. Does Scotty Miller know? DK, oh I have God. a listener question from me, Craig, right now. If Mike Go Evans ahead. doesn't play, do I start? I know this sounds crazy. Do I start Cam Akers or Scotty Miller? I mean, I'd still, I would still start Akers, but okay. I don't know. Right. Honestly, uh, like, if Evans doesn't play, you'd rather start. This is no. I this guess is that's juicy. Not true, right? I like that's this. Crazy. You'd rather start Scotty Miller. I, I think that Akers is guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed, but he's gonna he's gonna get more opportunities. Um, Scotty Miller. It wouldn't surprise me if he got like he had like a like two or three big catches. But I don't know if he's gonna get peppered with targets. You know what I mean? I just don't want it to be the the second quarter and Cam Akers has three touches and they're like they're looking to get him going in the second half and then Malcolm Grant Brown gets a red zone carry and then we're just like this sucks. 
Yeah. It is written because you just said it. I know. Trust your Spidey sense. So the main point of this episode, as we're going to start this season, is, you know, same way we tell you to, like, just get a player. Like, we've got a lot of questions from people being like, did I reach this person in the draft? And the rule is, like, if you're going to, you want a player, get the player. Like, it's a game. Like, get the team you want. S- similar approach to start sit. You can build a logical case all you want. But if you just have a Spidey sense that some player is going to go off, you want to play that person? Go for it. There is scientific evidence. You know what? <laughs> you might have more extrasensory perception, whether it's all the way down into your genetic code or you're connecting literally looking up to the Milky Way and finding a guiding light. Believe in yourself. It's the Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink. You know what I mean? Just go with your gut. Usually Look the up first to the stars the and they'll tell you what to do with your shit. All right, we'll be back next week. season's here. We'll be here on Monday. Oh, so we should probably explain this. We're going to be coming to you guys on Mondays for waiver ads. We're going to be talking about more big picture, big player stuff on Wednesdays. Going to be, uh, th- I think those will be fun. And then Fridays, we're going to be talking, looking at the week. Looking that's forward. That's coming up. Yeah. So, yeah, previews, reviews, and some fun stuff. So, thank you guys for sticking with us the, the whole offseason, preseason. That didn't really happen. But before the season, it's been a lot of fun. We really appreciate everyone listening. And. It's going to be fun now the season's here. Football's actually going, so. I wanted to add real quick before we before we sign off, thank you for everyone who's emailed. We apologize if yes. we didn't get to your emails. We actually were flooded with a lot of emails, and we appreciate that. So uh, we just didn't, we weren't able to get to all of your questions about, you know, drafts and stuff. But thank you again for emailing. People and, and from we'll all over, and, too. Yeah. Germany, Malaysia. It's cool. Ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone for listening. DK, Craig, thank you. Thank you to Dung Beatles. And no, really, thank you to everyone for listening. You guys are the best. Peace. All right, guys, we made some bad calls and good calls this week. But remember, it's footlong season at Subway, so let's try to keep them mainly good. You can start by grabbing a delicious, freshly prepared footlong with all your favorite toppings. And you can order ahead in the Subway app for contact-free ordering and payment to make pickup or delivery quick and easy. So forget about that fried, greasy food and grab a tasty footlong on game day or on any day. Because it is footlong season at Subway.